Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of January 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's it. It's another Dos Compadres episode. I'm glad that we were able to have Luna on for at least the last couple of main major episode ones, but unfortunately work work is in the way and uh it's just us today <laughs> yeah uh, and it, it really stinks i would love for luna to be on this week's episode because we're doing our big predictions episode and it's always fun when it's the three of us so it, it, but i i'm looking forward to today i think it's going to be a fun topic we have some really fun predictions that i can't wait to get into that's for sure but before we go into that, is there anything you've been listening to of note? Man, yeah. Cause, let's see, when was the last time we did what we've been listening to? It's been a few weeks. It's been at least we, three now. Yeah, so, man, it's it's been crazy. So, like, Shirose has released, well, I think it came out last year, but I, I discovered it, like, a day or two after the new year, and that's uh, his latest single, Boyfriend, uh, Suggestive thumbnail uh title cover include <laughs> included with boyfriend uh but i've been digging that song it's really good i love the i, I love that song i found uh one and only's latest single uh we just don't care and it's really good it's really good i i really wound up digging that and i've been listening to that uh i found seven orders winter song of moshimo and that's really good. I've been enjoying that. And I've been listening to Generations from Exile Tribe's latest album, Up and Down, which is very interesting and a lot of fun. Because uh, I really love Make Me Better. And uh, that's still like my favorite song from this album. But overall, I've, I've enjoyed what I've heard of the album. I think it's really good. And also, I've been, ever since I saw them on the Kohaku I can't get Kimishi Katan out of my head from Hinatozaka 46. So I've been going back and listening to that. And I, I've been loving that. So uh, that's pretty much what I've been listening to. I've also been listening to this week's uh, Music Corner. And I'm eager to, I'm really looking forward to talking about that. What have you been listening to, bud? Yeah, so I've been listening to a whole giggle of things here. I've been listening to, well, ever since I saw her act on the Kohaku, I re-downloaded uh, Yuake o Kuchizu Sametara by um, Mone Kamashira Ishii. So I've been listening to a lot of that. I've been also listening to the the rock band Don with their latest release um, No Moon the, their song Anthem is actually really really good I've been also listening to Bonobos with their their single Kedama, uh, Kedamono and that's actually really really good I've been really meaning to do a MC about them maybe soon enough but and then I have been also listening to uh, Couldn't Be uh, it couldn't be by Clambone. There, she's a very interesting singer, and I think Luna would actually really like, like her. I think you would like her too, but I'm not absolutely sure yet. 
I've been also listening to the rock band Ichiko Aoba with their Windswept and the Roots singles. The entire single is fan freaking tastic, so I would highly recommend it. And after that, I mean, you got Kaneko Ayana with uh, Yosuga Hitori Deni with that release. And uh, her song Hyoyo, which is absolutely phenomenal. I've been actually listen to that pretty much all month to be honest so don't be surprised if it shows up on my own go for this for this week anyway or for this month anyway but i've been listening to a bunch of variety things kind of just keeping interest and kind of keeping on the lookout what is could be for uh, new artists that is but as you just said, Gray, we are doing our predictions podcast. It's a little late because, uh, I mean, we had our two bigger episodes of the the year-end roundup and, of course, our Kohaku episode. So usually this would probably have been our second episode of the year, but since New Year started when we were recording, <laughs> it was it's kind of difficult to judge that. <laughs> Yeah, this is just one of those things. It just the way that the weeks kind of fell. This one, this one's a little late getting started, but you know, I, it's still it's very exciting, and I I cannot wait to talk about it. Yeah, and then Luna also did her predictions as well. However, because she isn't here, I'll probably be reading it on her behalf. So let's go with our first prediction here. So I will start, and I first predicted that. Kenshi Yonezu will have a new album that will release either in the fall or winter this year. I mean, that is self-explanatory. He's has been very, very quiet with only releasing Pale Blue back in June. So I'm pretty sure Kenshi has a lot of things just written down that he would love to express throughout this lovely year of 2022. And I, for one... Can't see. I can't wait to see what that madman has in his head right now. Uh, it'll be interesting, and you you are right. He has been really quiet, so it'll be very interesting to see if uh, he indeed is working on something. And I, I think he is. You know, he's a creator, and he's all he's always working. I think he's always working on projects and always looking to release stuff. So I do agree with you. I think. And when was when did he drop? It's, it's been two years now since he dropped yep, his last it was, album. It was September so, of 2019. No, 2020. Yeah. 2020, okay. Well, 2020 was two years ago now. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, I think uh, he's definitely working on something, and it'll be very interesting to see what he, what he cooks up. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since Stray Sheep got released, so... It, it would be very interesting to see if Kenshi's just going to be releasing singles this year. If he doesn't release anything by spring, then I think that the albums won't come out. But if he does release something beforehand, I can probably think that he would have something out but by winter's end. But it just really depends on when he's going to be start dropping singles again. With that, let's continue on to your first prediction here. Yeah, and this is... My first prediction, and this is one that I kind of had in my head in a while for a while, and this kind of goes back into what we were talking about, kind of at the end of the year, and artists that we need uh, that we think kind of need to take a break, and um, that is Yasobi will go five months without releasing a new single, and I, when I say single, I mean both physical and digital. 
Mm. Like, like there will be a five month period from their last release where they do not release a new one. Uh, so it's it's we'll see because Yasobi has a really bad habit of as soon as they have a track done to pop it out <laughs> and i think that well we don't know how how they have they probably just been writing so much and then they just yeah. timed the releases well we, I, we don't I, know I for guess. that <laughs> yeah i i still feel like they should slow it down because like, like i had like you you and luna said that gunjo was probably one of their better songs that they had released in the year but they had so many releases last year i had completely forgotten that song existed Oh, also, well, like you always say that you have bad memory, though, and it was released back in, Jan- in, back in January, so I wouldn't hold you to remember something that <laughs> happened in, jo- in January of last year. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I do have bad memory, and the, like, the way my brain remembers things is really weird, because there's some things that I remember that, that sometimes like you would think I would forget, but I do remember it, and then there's some things that you think I would remember, and it's just like, but... Uh, so yeah, their, no, their, um, their last release was Subame, so that was October 25th of last year, so March 25th will be the the end date of that. Granted, yeah, this is just a note for me and not a note for you, because it will probably... Unfortunately, probably you and Luna will probably forget all your predictions by then. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like forgetting my predictions because I had a lot of fun with you reading me back my predictions, and I was like, "Oh yeah, my gosh, we, <laughs> that was a lot of fun." Behind the scenes, here we have a a hard copy of the predictions, but I'm probably going to delete that off of the drive as soon as this episode is done, so that I will yes. personally have that copy, <laughs> so that you guys won't be smudging it while I'm while I'm going over it at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean I can't make. A- updates to it after today that's not fair <laughs> life ain't fair my friend <laughs> so yeah so march 25th will probably be the end date of that who knows they could be like yeah we're gonna do a new release and and on march 24th and that could screw that over <laughs> yeah or, or they could be like hey we're gonna do a release date on march 26th yes yeah power to the people yeah but and for Luna's first first uh, prediction of the year is that her lovely duo uh, rap group Cream will be releasing a brand new album sometime in this year during the spring or summer. Now, it's been a while since Cream has released an album, so I wouldn't put it past them if they also will follow the trend. But I'm not too sure how many single releases they are. They, they are in right now. But with that, let's continue on to our second prediction here. Now, this can be kind of a second prediction group for both of us here because we have something fairly similar. Um, so I put that we will see a brand new brother or sister group from either LDH, Johnny's, or Stardust Entertainment. Stardust Entertainment is the group that does, like, some of the other idol stuff that's actually been really good. A lot of, a lot of your favorite boy groups are from Stardust Entertainment. Yeah, and they they have a couple that I really like, and they they've not done anything in a long time. Because uh, I think Star, like a High Five is under Stardust, and yeah, High Five is under they, Stardust. Yeah, they haven't dropped anything after their third release, and that was two years ago now. So I don't Dish know what's is going under, on with High Five. Dish is technically under Stardust. 
Yep. Melk is also, Bolt is also, like, a yes. lot of the groups that we kind of follow that we have, uh, I guess, heartfelt appreciation towards also are under this label, so I wouldn't put it past them that they will be releasing something new, especially with the idol ones, because it's been a while since we saw a new debut, for Stardust especially. Yeah, Stardust has been quiet for a, a long time. And, and I, th- I so think also it's just because they couldn't do any um, auditions as well. Yeah, uh, the the current conditions in Japan make, you know, forming, uh, especially if you're on a smaller scale, probably make forming a new group relatively difficult. Like uh, LDH and Johnny's, they're, they're so big. They probably, they, you know, it's probably a little bit easier for them. But Stardust, I mean, I, I mean, they already have their junior groups. It's just if the formerly junior groups want to make a group, that's that's pretty much it. But no, yeah, this is definitely something that I, I think this is a good prediction, and I I almost did something very similar to this. Uh, yeah, so why don't I you decided- go to yours? Yes, uh, so I because I I almost said like I, I felt like a new there would be a new exile tribe group this year, uh, but uh, I, I was like you know what I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna do something else. So uh, to to uh, take a shot across your bow, buddy, I am gonna say that there will be and this is only for one group. It's not for the trio, uh, but there will not be a brand new Johnny's group that debuts this year. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the debut of Nani Wadanshi is very strong and very powerful, and y- you know they did debut Snowman and Stones at the same time, and, and so, but I think they might want to give Nani Wadanshi room to breathe. Uh, also, uh, I haven't taken a look, and I meant to last night and didn't get around to it. I haven't taken a look to see how many boy groups currently johnny's is managing but i mean when you think even before their their disbandment of odyssey they they have a lot already and yeah what better control the market than to have as many pieces as possible though (laughs) well well i was thinking i was like well you you have to keep in mind a couple of things uh one it's not just the boys uh each boy group needs producers you know they need managers they need handlers all these things eat up back-end resources so and, and don't get me wrong like johnny's I was is making say, you know money they can hire as many people you, as they want do you know how big johnny's entertainment is yes yes they're they're, they're big i i know but i i mean like i i don't know if johnny's is gonna stretch like and I'm I'm certain they're going to debut a new group long before their like their whatever next group they have retire retires like I'm certain of that, but I I do think with with the strong reveal of Nani Wadanshi I think they're going to take a break. Also, King and Prince debuted, and there was like a a year that Johnny's didn't do anything because because like King and Prince debuted in what 2018 it wasn't until 2020 that we had both Snowman and Deed and um yeah but and Stones this is also a, a kind of rib against that they were both debuted at the same time in January though I'm pretty sure if they wanted to they wanted probably to slot one of them into 2019 oh yeah I'm certain and I, I would love to see the 
logic behind debuting both those groups at the same time. Because, because then they can they can hold another record. Oh, well, that they did. <laughs> that they did. They 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 nailed that one. Uh, so, but something in my gut tells me, and I could be wrong. I could be I could be wrong in two days. But I, I, I do. I think I think there will like Johnny specifically uh, will not have a new group debut this year. I think you know. I think if we see another new group from Johnny's, it'll be twenty twenty three. Okay. Regardless, I mean, yeah. Who knows who's going to be doing debuting? But I have an inkling about that that they probably will. But who knows? Yeah. But with that. With, let's move on to Luna's second prediction, and she put that two big idol groups or old idol groups to kind of just conform with that will either disband or announce a disbandment this year. So I'm I'm assuming she's not gonna include Bish in that because a they announced it last year and they will disband in 2023 so this will probably not be a part of that uh the reason why she probably put all idol groups is because i don't think she wants to just include any of the 46s 48s or or morning musume so well and we've we've seen especially you know you're talking about like the 46s and uh 48 specifically it, it takes it, it almost takes a scandal to take them down <laughs> Because yeah. every time, like we've had a forty-eight or forty-six group disband, there was a scandal at the heart of it. So, uh, it, or or like a Kayak is like a forty-six, where they just had like the the pillar that they built the whole team around just left, and so you're like, oh, which th- they're not repeating that mistake with Sakura Zaka forty-six. So to to their encouragement, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. It's not working out well. They, I mean, they don't have any centers for, it's from what I've noticed. Like, it's just a, the same group of girls over and over again. I'm like, you could go back to having a center, just rotate it, you know? Because uh, I think the music works better when you focal when you have a focal point on it, you know? Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think that. Uh, I mean, especially if you include the alt idol scene, like there, there's tons of alternate idol groups, and I'm certain they, they're like, many of them disband in a year. Yeah, there's some that, like, unfortunately, we, we would have, I would, well, this is not you guys, I would be the one being doing this lovely research near the end of the year, unless you guys know it on the top of your hands, which I probably think you guys won't during the end time, unless it is one of the bigger idol groups. Like, I mean, if I had to do a shot in the dark, I would think that, um, what is that Tokyo, the Tokyo Idol Project one that Akimoto does? Last Idol. I would think Last Last Idol Idol would be the one that folds first, but then they just released something this past, this past week, which we'll probably be talking about next week. So. Yeah. That would be my hedge bet in that, that entire thing. <laughs> or or even uh, uh, 7th over 22nd. Nah, but that's still fairly a new thing, and they kind of want to keep the Seiyu market. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, it hasn't been performing the best 7th over 22nd, but... Uh, 
I don't see that going away anytime soon. I think that I think that thing's going to be around for a while. Yeah. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to my third prediction here. And this was coming off the heels that Caddy Pommy Pommu was going to be a part of Coachella this year. So I made the prediction that aside of Coachella, we will see a another Japanese artist be featured as a big music act in a Western production here in America. Now it just depends what you considered a big act because technically I could kind of have won this because of the fact that if you guys are watching the Peacemaker DC adaptation, they featured a bandmate song like randomly in the middle of the thing. So I don't know if that would be considered that a, a big music act or not. So it, there's a lot of w- wiggle room that this could be considered down down the way as well. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to ask, what did you mean by that? Because uh, do you mean like uh, in like a big thing? Because uh, like I know Coachella is a thing. I remember as a kid, Warp Tour was a thing, but I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think Warped, that's a thing anymore. That's not a thing for like since we were teenagers. I think. <laughs> well, well. This shows you how how closely I follow the American music scene. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what you meant by big music act, because uh, I mean, I mean, bandmate being featured in Peacemaker it would be very interesting. Uh, I, we'll we'll see, because you know, I will say like Japanese anime manga, uh, you know, it's getting bigger in America by the day almost and you know there's people uh nowadays that watch anime that when i was a kid they 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 wouldn't watch it at all they, so. they, they wouldn't they wouldn't dare say yeah. it yeah I, yeah I i would say it at this much you know if they could make a guest booking in any of the late shows be featured I think that'll be a uh, well that will dominate a big music act cuz i would think that or yeah. be part of a big Western tour that they have that we have. So yeah, that that would be that would be good. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Though I would want to be like at least featured in a Western project as well. As uh, I'll if I do do the Western project song, I would say the a main song of a Western project. That isn't Japanese related at all, because we know that Peacemaker ain't 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 affiliated to Japanese at all. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. But with that, let's continue on to your third prediction here. Yeah. Uh, so for my third prediction, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I wanted a couple of uh, what I felt would be mildly safe ones, and so this one might be a little too safe. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but. Uh, I feel like Utada is on the verge of going back into retirement <laughs> and going back into hiding. You mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Because she doesn't really ever officially retire. Like she just stops releasing music uh, and and stuff. It's like she she'll release for a short period and then she'll just kind of stop releasing music for about seven years and then she's like, eh, you know what? I think I'll go back into it. Yeah, Evangelion uh, is making a new movie. Why not? <laughs> why, why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what got her out of. That's what got her out of quote unquote retirement was. No, te- she, she, technically, no, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Did. 
Yeah, Kingdom Hearts did it. But uh, it just ha- also happened to coincide with the Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 release. So mm. a year later. But she's still in her cycle of releasing music, so it's fine. It works. Two years. Uh, but Kingdom yeah. Hearts released in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think she's just going to go back into hiding uh, in 20... 20- now, I, I don't... Now, let me ask you this question. Has she historically announced that she's going back into hiding? Or No, she just doesn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, How, so I guess... Uh, the, the only counter-argument that I would have against this is, well, A, she's doing an album in, like, a month. <laughs> within a month, so... I'm pretty sure that means... If you say go back into hiding, meaning don't release anything after seven months... I will, I will assume that way. Sure, uh, yeah. Since, since Otata's been kind of constantly been doing releases throughout the entire thing, I'll say go back into hiding after like seven months of non-releases. <laughs> um, I'll take that. Yeah, because yeah. I keep forgetting she has an album coming out, but that could be like the last thing yeah, that she she's does, working on. She does before she pieces out. Um, yeah. Another <laughs> thing is, is that she's been very attached to social media now so i don't know if, if she does announce something she probably would say it because back then she wasn't she wasn't using twitter her instagram ha- handle at that time was fairly private like only only a couple thousand people knew and it was just really random stuff of her showing what her dog looks like so <laughs> she didn't really advertised that she had an Instagram until fairly recently until she came back this past past group of releases so I think that if she does go back into hiding so to speak I think she would announce it <laughs> yeah well and I, I and another reason why I think she might just go back into hiding quote unquote hiding is because it, it seems like she doesn't live in Japan anymore uh, and honestly I know with like the situation as it as it stands, it international travel is hard. I'm not going to sit here and you know yeah. she has a mildly good excuse for you know why she's in Britain, but, but you know I, I think she's like I, I'm curious like how much her love for the Japanese music market is and stuff because I mean she seems even I mean, in her music I mean, she, she seems to be leaning Western. I mean even so that way. If when you say that, her entire couple releases have been from London. I mean, the Evangelion release was when she was in London. She hasn't really moved since every. It just so happened that it was very convenient that because of what's yeah. been going on well, that she and, hasn't came well, back. <laughs> well, well, and and I'm curious, like how how long can you release in a market that you don't live in? You know that you're that that you're, you know. Re- you're really like disconnected from in a in, in a in a way. Yeah, and uh, if we've talked about this prior when she did release Kimini Michu, it's because that was completely Western style. Like, you know, she yeah. she is going to release her her new album. Actually, <laughs> she just released it digitally. Like by the time this airs, and then she she'll have the physical one at the at the end of, of February. So. Who knows? Like honestly, <laughs> but yeah, this this time around she's been kind of you know 
been doing a lot of releases that wasn't here or here I say that in Japan <laughs> yeah and and yeah what it's like Utada is really you know I, I think like she's gonna go down because she's always been a very interesting artist to talk about and she's definitely uh you know a real like what she's going to do next is always just something of, of interest but yeah it's, it's, i'm like I was, I was looking at her her living situation i'm like it's like yeah she's got her album coming out but i i don't know how committed she is to the japanese market like and, and she routinely like you know she comes she comes out of quote-unquote hiding she releases an album or two and then kind of just goes back into it and she dropped an album in 2016 she's getting ready to drop this album uh and so i think you know she's you know she's kind of at her two album limit and then she's she's going to uh it's you mean th- three she released hatsukoi in 2018 as well oh i forgot about hatsukoi i forgot about hatsukoi so yeah three yeah she's yeah she's doing threes i like I said, I, I think she's gonna go back into hiding. I, I, I really do. And, and like I said, she like you said, I, I the only thing I wasn't certain is she'd make an announcement about it. I, I like, like she could just you know stop releasing stuff. Also, uh, but I also think too because she transferred over to Sony, I think Sony would make her say something that if she, she's not gonna release anything. <laughs> that's true too. Sony is very very much regimented in that. They're like, hey, if you're not gonna put, be putting out releases, you need to let us know so we could put out press releases let everybody else know because you know it's a bit bit more corporate uh with, with sony so yeah yeah so it, it could go either way but it's it's very interesting to see nonetheless but let's continue on to luna's third prediction here and she said that we will see a popular k-pop artist make their japanese debut to make their view to the Japanese market in 2022. Uh, to my reaction to this is, of course, and a, a bear poops in the woods too, Luna. But <laughs> also, we don't know what is popular anymore. It could just be a random group or so. Yeah, that, that's that's my thought. I'm like, I don't define define popular K-pop artists. Does she mean um, popular in Japan? Does she mean popular in korea korea it's it just uh, really it just really matters um I, i'll probably hash it out with her after this release but like to yes. my from what i'm seeing from what she puts is popular in korea but the thing is that's really difficult for us to decide because or for me to decide near the end when i do the tally up because i don't know what is popular in korea <laughs> yeah i have i have no idea uh, what's popular? Like, I don't even know if Niju is popular in Korea. No, they are. Uh, they are oh, okay. It's like I, I have what, what's, no idea. What's what's their um their Korean equivalent? Oh, I'm forgetting. It's 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 the one that we really don't like. No, yeah. I mean, I don't like Niju much either. Whatever happened to Twice? Man, Twice has been releasing. They released a new album. Oh, they just haven't been releasing singles. Oh, got you. Okay, I was like, man, I haven't seen Twice in in a hot minute. They released an album back in November. Okay, well, it's good that they're still around. I haven't listened to any of their new stuff because like they they, like they have like a couple of songs that I like, but other than that, they just 
Yeah, but, so I'll, uh, I'm mixing that, that'll, that'll be of contention there when, when we come to the end of the year here. So with that, let's continue on to my fourth prediction of the year here. And that is uh, Lisa will not have a substantial hit this year. Now, obviously she will have hits, but not to the amount that Homura and Gorenge and the the and Akeboshi and stuff like that. Anything that does not progress past three weeks to a month, I won't consider that a, a major hit, so to speak. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I don't even think Akeboshi would fall under that category because it was on it was, the charts for a week or two and then it just fell off. No, it came back for three weeks. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I think this is fair. Uh, I like Lisa. I think Lisa's a very talented artist. And well, I don't, I, I I honestly, don't, think, I don't know if if um, Demon Slayer is going to have something this year to combat that, unless they release another movie yeah. at the end of the year. But I, yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't think they would be doing that format anymore, or yeah. they shouldn't, because they'll just be doing what they did this past season <laughs> yeah and, and uh, I, what i'll say is i i like lisa a lot and i i think I, I hate that her popularity seems to be really tied to demon slayer not not to be a knock against demon slayer but well, i mean beforehand she was mostly known as sort out online girl so this <laughs> the stigma yeah, has yeah. always has always followed her to be sad but true about it <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean, you know, that's you know, I know she's Annie Song, so it's just one of those things. But uh, you know, it'd be nice. F- I-, I would love to see her have a big release that's n- not attached to Demon Slayer to get really, a lot of traction. But I I don't see it happening either. I I would like her to have a just regular release. <laughs> to be honest, that isn't tied to anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, was Hadashi no Step tied to an anime? It was tied to our anniversary, though. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was, I was I, I, yeah, and like I said, like that was my favorite Lisa song of the year was a uh, Hadashi no Step, but it, it, yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think this is a really good prediction because uh, I, I, I don't see her having that much traction in twenty twenty two as like, like her, her, like her big, big hits are tied to. Demon Slayer, unless she gets attached, and unless she gets attached to another anime project that's equally as popular as Demon Slayer. Now that could always happen too, but that's not like like it's it's can happen, but the odds of it are, are low. So I think this is a good prediction overall. Yeah. So there's that, um, and with that, let's go on to your fourth prediction here. Yeah, so for my fourth prediction, and I'll be honest, like uh, I I wanted a couple of safe predictions so I could get more than one point (laughs) next year. I'm trying to increase my point count, and so my my prediction is I I think Dice will release their seventh studio album this year, Mm. and that is due. They, they have a lot of singles. No, I do know they have an EP dropping next month. But I I genuinely believe, because 6 was really big and 6 was really good, and that was uh, at January of last year. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to look at the track listing for the EP. You know, I'm certain it's out there because it's already 
you know month out but they yeah. they had four or five single releases in uh 2021 and i i just believe that they have enough releases that they could they could easily make a studio album of what they have so uh i would be surprised if they don't honestly but they they could they could go all of 2023 without r- dropping an album uh i do think because they're dropping the ep in february it probably be later in the year that they do drop the album probably around fall so i would you know s- s- between september and december i'll i'll say they'll, they'll, they'll drop their seventh studio album mm, yeah was, that was going to be my next asks because yeah and now i mean reversi is going to be out pretty soon here and so they called this their concept ep and so promise breakout switch and cartel will be a part of this release uh they'll have nine songs total so it is legitimately almost an album to be honest i don't know why they call it an ep at this point because ain't nothing mini yeah. about this <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm looking at the tower records listing now and it's it's actually going to be 12 songs total because it's the three announced songs and then nine other songs included uh besides yeah. the three that they've announced so yeah 12 13 then it, it, 13, yeah, it, then. it is an album i don't know why they're calling it an ep so i um, do we want to make a change to this? Uh, no, they called it an EP. So I'm just gonna go uh, from what they say. <laughs> even, even, even that. I mean, I will, I will give you a half point if this is the only thing that they release. But okay, I'll take a half point. I, I don't consider this. It's it's called their concept EP. It's on their website. Yeah. It says concept EP. So that's what I'm going to go with. Even though. This is technically not a studio album, so. Uh, yeah, it's according to and according to Tower Records, it's their first EP, with exclamation point. Their first major label EP. EP, yeah, yeah. Because they had the regular Dice EP that was their first release. Yeah, I was gonna say as I was looking at their releases and I, I thought they had two, but you're right. This is their is at least under Sony. It's their first EP. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, regardless. But who knows? I don't if this is going to be their big major release. It'll be very interesting because it's not the Revice song; it's Promise that is is being attached to that. So that's also another mm-hmm. outliner that they probably will be doing an album this year. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. And with that, let's continue on to Luna's fourth prediction here is that a new Annie Song vocalist will come up and take Lisa's top song as the top female Annie Song vocalist. Now, this will be very interesting. Now, I wonder if she means new debuting or just a new Annie Song singer that will come up and take her spot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... I had a couple of questions about this because, you know, one of the things that helps Lisa maintain her top spot is just her years of being in the industry, being attached to projects that people care about. And, you know, I, that's that's going to be a tough order uh, to, to overcome. You know, even if you, you're an Annie Song artist and you have a flash in the pan hit, 
uh, because you know you have a good song and it's attached to well, an anime that everybody likes. Like it's possible, but it's like let, you're not going to have the legs that Lisa does. Let's just say this much: I the only time that I think that this will probably be a cumhutter is that if Lisa just doesn't release anything this coming year, which could happen. Not to be honest, she has a lot of stuff in her personal life that could t- eat that up, and yeah, no, and that's true like, too. One of the Usayu people come up and just take it because you have Love Live, you have Idol Master, you have Bang Dream, you have all these dime a dozen Usayu singers that come up here. So who knows? Like to be honest, <laughs> but I'll I'll be keeping an eye out on this one as well. This will be uh, uh, um I'll have to put a a sticket of reminder. And with that. With this, you know, we always have a pie-in-the-sky prediction here, and, you know, this is something that we always kind of want, but we don't know will happen, and my my pie-in-the-sky prediction actually ties to one of my prior predictions. Now, this, this will be tied to if we see a new, a new Younger Brother group from Johnny's. And my pie in the sky prediction is actually it takes place from your pie in the sky prediction last year, Gray. Is that if we do see a new Johnny's group debut this year, they will already have international streaming be available for them. And the reason why I went with this pie in the sky prediction is. Within a year's release of both Snowman and Stones, they've released a majority of their music videos on YouTube. Nani Wadanchi debuted with having their their Rabu Rabu song on YouTube. Granted, they haven't done an international streaming yet, but I think that Johnny's is finally going to make the step into... If they do debut a new group this year, they would want to have an international rollout for this specific group. Do I believe that will really, really happen? I'm like 10%. <laughs> Even if they have a new Johnny's group debut. But I am hopeful that you know Johnny's trend towards international availability for their songs have really swung in the past four years so yeah no uh johnny's definitely has really been ramping up their online presence slowly slowly but surely and yeah it it was really nice when you know you know nani wadanshi they they you know they do already have like their own youtube channel so it's nice to see uh, Johnny's uh, really kind of embracing it, at least an international YouTube market. Uh, yeah. It's progress. I, I, I don't. I don't think I would have made this prediction. I would still have thought that they wouldn't be doing this if I haven't seen the such aggressiveness that they've done throughout this past year in 2021 of making a YouTube presence. Yes. Now, yes. will they do it? Who? Who the hell knows? I, I yes. even even if they do debut a group, I'm still like ten percent like oh, I really hope that they do. But who knows if they would? But if they did, yes. Hey, more to them. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! 
I, I will say this. The thing I, I love about your prediction is I, ho- I hope you're right. I hope you get that point. <laughs> I would yeah, love no, to see this happen. Yeah, no, I really hope happen. so, too, this would because be awesome. I, would love, I would love to see, because of the fact that Johnny's Entertainment has kind of been changing now. We've slowly been seeing this. I would love to see that they release something other than Arashi and then one of the other Johnny's groups that they have. I would love to see that they put forth the faith that the Johnny's Juniors groups have for this, not only their industry, but for their entire market of boy idol groups. They gotta match the other boy idol groups. Yeah, because, you, you know, the, th- the thing of it is, is while Johnny's might be, you know, the one of the leaders of the boys groups in Japan, like, if you're looking at like international markets, you know, LDH has them beat by two miles in a sunset. So, you, you know, you, you, you have to, and uh, you know, we're, we're moving into what, you know, whether, you know, we, we, you know, whether you like it or not, we're moving into that global error. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah you're, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to keep your eye on international markets. You just got to, I, I don't think you can ignore them. So, uh, I, I'm glad that Johnny seems to be waking up to this and uh, seems to be embracing it for better or worse. So uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, I would love it, man. You know, that, to have like King and Prince on Apple Music. Uh, l- let's just say if Johnny's was on Apple Music, my top five would have looked a little different, <laughs> to say the least. It would be. It would well. I mean, we like for the most part a lot of the Johnny's groups, but it'd be still yes very Johnny's heavy. It'd be like if I was looking at a sixteen-year-old girl's top five list. <laughs> Hell, yeah. fuck, I, I might not even have to wait that long before my daughter does that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yep. But with that, let's continue on to your pie in the sky prediction here. Yeah, and this this one this one is something that kind of goes into kind of what we were talking about. I think a couple of weeks back at this point, uh, and, and I, that conversation was kind of centered around Nogizaka forty six. But I would love to see AKB forty eight come back in a big way, uh, and because you know when we first did like the first year or two of the show, you, you know AKB forty eight was on top. They were you know the the queens of the market so to speak and so uh i my pie in the sky predictions akb48 will take the number one spot on the oricon single slash album chart for the full year of 2022 i would love to see it i would love to see it i would love to see it who knows that would happen though (laughs) oh i would man i would i would also I would also think that, you know, hey, Johnny's is full force swinging now. Even if you took, if you took apart that, you know, AKB hasn't really released stuff. Nogizaka was still releasing stuff. They didn't hold a freaking candle to anything that Johnny's was releasing this past year. <laughs> no, not not even close. And that I, that's what makes it so sad is. For me personally, is you know, and, I would love you know, to just see them come back in a big way. And you know, going back to a prediction that I made, you know, if another Johnny's debuts, 
they're instantly going to have over 70, uh, 700,000 releases on that debut alone. I'm just predicting that. Who knows they'll reach it, but from Naniwa Danchi and both Stones and, and Snowman, they all three of them, and even King and Prince, King and Prince sold, I think, their initial uh, Cinderella Girl single, I think, I believe it sold over 600,000 copies. So unless AKB does that total or does that in a thing, I'm not too sure. The only time that I think that would happen is if they're doing Senbatsu again. But Senbatsu's pro- the that Senbatsu's dead. <laughs> and I, I knew that when they retired yeah. last year. And obviously the whole thing with the pandemic and stuff really didn't really help that to do that. No. But people were still buying stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah, and, and I, I think AKB48 is going to go down in history as probably one of the more interesting groups, no matter what. Because I, I'm really interested to see like what, what led kind of to their downfall. Because, you know, when, when Akimoto stepped away, it's just... It's just been... I mean, you know, like, for, for AKB, they are going to be in the record bits regardless because they are the group that revitalized a the Japanese music industry in course of sales and be the idol industry. Either way, they are going to be in the record books regardless. And like I've said before, you know, I, I believe that, you know, when we first started going in at 2018 with the, with our podcast, we legit saw the swan song of AKB. I, I'm, I have no qualms about seeing of of their lasting success here because obviously they had some success with later releases but i think the the good times were good when we just started the podcast so to speak yeah and i I will say it was a good like when we started the podcast it was you know like the tail end but i mean I, i there's a there's a part of me that really thinks like they could recapture that and really come back in a big way and and I think you know old fans and new fans alike I think would love to see that uh be, because you know they were so huge I I mean when, when you know it's it, it was 8 year 8 7 8 years ago when we went to Japan and you know you go to you know you went to Akihabara and you know AKB48 had such a huge presence in Akihabara. I mean they were still doing Koizuru Fortune Cookie. They were beating that thing yes. over that time when you guys when you guys came to Japan. That song was over a year old at that point, and they were still drilling that song into people's heads. <laughs> and and that that's yeah, and and I, I get like that was the height of their popularity, but uh, it would be like. I, what I'm saying is I'm curious, like, how much of a presence in Akihabara do they still have? I mean, they still have the... Um, they still perform daily at uh, Don Quixote. They still have their AKB48 shop in in Akiba. So they're, they're grossly ingrained in the culture, even if you guys don't want... Uh, if people don't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I, I mean... Like- yeah. It's a, it's been a fixture there for years, even even before you guys came to Japan. <laughs> That's true, but still, I, I'd like to see. I just like to see them come back in a in a big but way. Pers- you know, the thing is with that, like, 
going into AKB, I don't think they have anyone to to pull them out of this. This is the Nogizaka, Sakurazaka problem right now with AKB is they do, all their centers are gone. Ju Once Judina graduated, I was firmly in the right to believe that AKB ain't going to make the top anytime soon because they have no one. They have no one. <laughs> no, they, they really don't. Uh, not that I know of. And yeah, I mean, you have Suda Akadi, but to put that on that poor girl's shoulders, it's just uh, she has to deal with SKE first before she can even deal with AKB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, there 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 are a couple of girls in AKB48 who. Yeah, been I mean, there have, a while, but they they just they just don't have the, the star power. They don't have the the it factor to be the Senbatsu center to hold the reins of the forty eights, and it's it's sad. It's really sad because, and that's what I think that uh, obviously I would like to see it, but I don't know if we will. <laughs> and this is coming from a fan that's been with the group for over ten years. <laughs> Yeah, because they're they just have not had the presence um, yeah. like they used to. Yeah, I mean they I'm, have the presence, but it's just not not the pull like they used to. That that should be the the main word there. Yeah, that's a better way to put it, honestly. Because I mean they're still like I I watch Japanese programming. There's still everything. They have a wrestler that is in that. Well, she is part of SKE, but. Whenever she wrestles, they market the hell out out of the fact that she is wrestling and being an SKE performer, <laughs> which is absolutely bonkers because the damage that some of those girls take because they do stiff ass jobs. So, but it'll be very interesting to see, nonetheless. And I, for one, would be welcome to be seeing if they do take the number one spot granted it might not be a song that i personally like but it, that's neither here or there <laughs> but i mean they gotta start making baby steps my dude baby steps yeah but with that let's go on to luna's final sky in the high in, pie in the sky prediction here and that it's kind of an iteration of the her last one with Boa here from last year's one, and I believe she the only reason why she's doing this is because <laughs> we made such a big stink about it when she did it last year, <laughs> and that is you know Boa once again will have a release in Japan. However, it'll be an album, a single, or a Blu-ray, and I would assume that she means a physical release. I don't think none of these digital releases. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen as well, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> yeah, it. I, I don't follow Boa's career uh, like, like Luna does, so I, I have no way of knowing how, how pie in the sky this is, but... That's uh, fair. I mean, yeah. she only did one release last yeah. year. Yeah, she had, she had one release. And I didn't even I didn't even know about it until we until we were and that was her anniversary released and that was her anniversary release too. So I mean, if she made that much of a stink of her anniversary release, there's no way she's probably coming back. It'd be a welcome surprise, but I just don't think this is gonna happen. <laughs> so. Yeah, it, yeah, I I don't see this 
uh, I I don't see Boa coming back, and I mean I know she's getting on up in age anyway, so I I don't know how much she wants how much more she wants to do in the Japanese music market. She may not want to release music anymore. So. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what what will happen here. And who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, I, I, for one, look forward to the rest of 2022 here. And hopefully all of our predictions, for the most part, will come true. Well, one will contradict the other, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so with that, let's continue on to the Oricon here. And as predicted, you know, these couple first weeks are baby steps to returning back from the New Year's relief so to speak and obviously there is a thing called the kohaku bump so the kohaku bump is going to always happen with certain releases here as well so let's kind of go on to the oricon here and the first one is actually a song from 2020 <laughs> and that is citrus from the ice now we all did re-listen re to a majority of these songs because it has been a while and it's not like we had anything better else to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, it, 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 it's a slow week. Yeah. So, Citrus, I don't know what I said initially, because I might not have been on that episode, but by God, I did not like this song. <laughs> no, I, I will say, I don't remember Citrus ever actually climbing and hitting the charts. I remember when it released, uh, like, I don't remember seeing it pop up. On the Oricon, so I think this is the first time we're seeing it. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this came out back when they were doing their five senses. This is right after they joined Avex, and they were doing you know the one uh, every month they were re releasing a new single, and each single was tied to one of the five senses. And Citrus, I don't remember exactly which one it was. I think Smell is the one it's tied to. Uh, Wouldn't this be uh, Taste? No, Easy Tasty was the one for taste. I don't know if you can smell citrus. I I, I know you can taste citrus. <laughs> uh, th there's uh, if you if you're really in the can in the candles like if and you walk into like a Yankee Candle or something like the 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 people that sell them will tell you that uh, certain candles have a citrus scent to them and stuff, and they're just referring to like either like lemon, orange, or well, something. Well, luckily like, I'm allergic, so that won't help yeah. <laughs> my 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, and I I listened to all of the all of their releases when they were doing them, but Citrus of the Five was always my least favorite. It's okay, it's an okay song. I'm, I don't think it's terrible, but it's not it's not their best work. Even even in those five releases, I think Amp is way better. And Amp is, uh, it started with Dreamin' On, which was used for the uh, for the One Piece opening, and then Amp. Yeah, so it was Dreamin' On, Amp, Image, Citrus, and Easy Tasty. Those are the five. Uh, and yeah, it was really weird because like certain ones didn't make any sense, like. Uh, I think Amp is Touch. Uh, it, it was and weird. That'd be Amp, like, Amperture, like, like, listening. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I agree. Um, 
Well, like Dream Dreaming On was sight, if I remember correctly, and I was like, man, shouldn't that be Image? Like, it, th- like some of them were just weird. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you it, do see what what you're dreaming, so um, yeah, to a point. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, no. Regardless, going back to the release here, it's it's not much. I I yeah. I think that you know Citrus is it's trying to be a power ballad, which composition does not match. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame yeah. because the vocals, uh, especially when they reach the chorus for this, is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and I I will say I don't know if. I, I don't know if the first take of this song reflects it, but the first take version of Citrus, I, I do tend to like a little bit more because uh, it focuses a lot more on the vocal performance, which is the yeah, highlight of I'm, the song. Which, unfortunate, we're not judging the first take of it, but I know that yeah. that is available. So, yeah. unfortunately, that th- this is what everyone is listening to. And I will say I wish I knew why why honestly why Citrus popped up because to me it was it's interesting that it's here yeah. uh but you know it is what it is uh like I said it's okay it was my least favorite in in those five releases that they did but yeah uh, yeah it is what it is yeah regardless this week it sold a wonderful 18,000 and 311 points here and going on up is Sui Heisen by back number I mean I, I got to re-listen to it again another 2020 hangover song here and I, I, I personally like it I, I would have loved to have seen more stuff by back number on here on the chart as well but you know Sui Heisen is the one that has that lasting thing here even kaito i would love to see kaito back on the chart to be honest uh yeah no i i, I liked sui Hasen a lot and of the releasing like big releases for back number i think i think sui Hasen's still my favorite uh that's mm. the only one that i added the plus sign to so it was nice to go back and kind of re-listen to it try to uh get it in a new and fresh light uh yeah i've yeah it, it was good. It was nice to see it here, and uh, good good for back number. I am surprised Sui Hasen is up this way. You think it'd be one of their more recent numbers up up this way uh, thought, instead of one of their I, older tracks? But you know, I would think Kaito would have been it. But Sui Hasen yeah. has been on here for a long time. It's nothing has it's even though it goes down, it comes right back up a couple weeks later. So. So I'm not really surprised that it's still on here, but I I have I would have wished that another one of their songs would have made it on here though, because Kaito was the one that everyone was really plugging back to. Because Seihei said, while it did had initial success, it wasn't until after Kaito got released that it came back in the zeitgeist. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Regardless, this week is so the lovely eighteen thousand nine hundred and nine points here, and going on up. To number eight, it is Dry Flower by Yuri. This probably would have tied with that. Yuri did do another another release this past week. So, regardless, Dry Flower is still in the zeitgeist here as well. I'm also kind of surprised that he wasn't a part of the Kohaku as well. But he could have also just turned them down. Yeah, he he's... He... 
I mean, 2021 was a big year for him, and you know, Beetlejuice uh, was such a huge song. I, I'm I'm a little surprised. I'm agreeing with you. I don't. I'm surprised he didn't. Well, I mean, not even it. just Beetlejuice. Yeah. Not even just Beetlejuice. He could have just sung on and sung Dry Flower and called it today. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, he could have easily, easily could have because I mean, Dry Flower. Uh, in, in my mind, I know it came out in 2020, but in my mind, like I still associate that song with 2021 because of just how much of 2021 yeah, it was it's, on it's the It's been charts. over. It's been over a year. I think only maybe like a month and a half, or if that, that it hasn't been on the charts. But almost every week, like Clockwork, Dry Flower is always on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dry Flower is 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 really huge. Uh, so I, I, I'm I'm coming up on this song. I, I don't I don't dislike it as much. As I originally did, uh, it's it's kind of growing on me a little bit. I still don't love well, it. You know, though. you know, you know what you're getting yourself into this time around with Yuri, because yeah, as opposed to when too. we first when we first initially got into Yuri, we did not know what 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 kind of artist he was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, Dry Flower. It, it and it's nice to see it back on here. Uh, it's slow week and. I, I will say uh, it's been a long time since we've actually talked about dry flowering that we see it a lot. So it's kind of nice yeah. to talk about it again. Yeah. Regardless, this week it sold the love of 90,683 points here. And going on up to number seven, it is Kiati by Fujikaze. Now, this is a, obviously a Kohaku bump song here, mostly because probably like us, everyone was like, I don't want to hear it with just the piano. It needs everything else with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that that track, like, like I, I was not the biggest fan of their of the piano version of it, and I I loved Kirali. I thought like that was a really really great track. So to see it on here and to see it you know, back up. I, I liked it a lot. I felt like, you know, it, it was really good. And, and to see it at number seven, uh, it's, it's really nice. And, you know, I'm really glad Fujikaze had such an out, you know, he was one of the standouts of the Kohaku, I, I felt like. So I'm glad to see, see him back on here. Yep. Yeah, regardless, this week it sold a lovely 20. 20- thousand six hundred and twenty six points here and going on up to number six it is nandemonaio by macaroni and pizza now going back to this i'm just my initial thoughts of nandemonaio is still with this song i don't know what what in the world they were trying to do with this yeah uh the thing that i like about the when I covered Macaroni and Pizza for MC, I remember saying, you know, one of the things I really liked about them is that, like you, know, you kind of get that experimentation with it, but they, I felt like they played it a bit more safe. And I think this song is kind of like one of their more experimental tracks, and there's trying to do something different. Uh, I think it's okay. I don't, I don't think this is a particularly bad song, but it doesn't stand out in any meaningful way. And I, it, I do think they have much better tracks. So, and you know, there's nothing wrong with experimenting. I, I, I'm all for it. But the thing is, it's, it's just like something feels off about it overall. Not even like if, if they want to experiment it, you would 
see everything trying to run on all cylinders, but something just seems really one or two steps off that just didn't click. So it no, is I what think it that's is fair. though. It is what it is though. And this week it saw the lovely twenty one thousand two hundred and ninety points here. Going on up to number five, it is Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei. Honestly, not much more we can say. It's been on the charts like separately and now together for over a, a year. So there's not much more I can say about Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suisei, to be honest. And, you know, granted, I really wish that when they did do the Japan Culture Corner that they could have just knocked this out as well because of the fact that Kaibutsu was probably one of the more bigger songs tied to an anime this year, past year. But also, I don't know if NHK wants to promote furries, so there's also that. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, it's like, yeah, that was a... You know, Beastars was huge. That was one of the bigger... And I've had people tell me to watch Beastars. And I'm like... And I just kind of look at them like, okay. And then I just walk away because I'm not going to watch Beastars. But... Uh, yeah, no, Beastars was huge, even in the States, and Monster was just, you know, so part and partial to that. Uh, like, it would have been interesting to see them give a highlight to that, but I don't know if they wanted to go that far. Also, you know, also, even if they if they did do that, then Yasobi would have had three acts, and I don't think that would have been fair to everyone else, too. And that's equally true, too. So, there's that. But, regardless, this week it sold a lovely 21,342 points here. And going on up to number four, it is Beetlejuice by UD. Still one of his more better songs out of the year, to be honest. And I'm happy to see it on here still. Yeah, uh, Beetlejuice is so far my favorite track that he's put out. And I am I was equally happy to see it. I I. Like I, I like that track. I think it's a lot of fun. I still don't think I've added it to my library. I think I might need to do that, but I haven't done that quite yet. Yeah. But regardless, this week it sold the lovely twenty four thousand nine hundred and twenty two points here. Going on up, it is Butter by BTS. Honestly, not much more I can say about the song. I still want my BTS meal. I'm I'm, I'm still wanting that, but not much more we can say, right? Nah, nah, there's not much I can really say about it. Yeah, and this week it sold a lovely 28,626 points here. And going on up to number two, it is Zankyo Zenka by Imer. And when I re-listened to this, it was also kind of very interesting because I haven't really listened to it in a while. But I still feel the same way. I think it's an okay release, but nothing much more after that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was looking back at the date it was released because I don't remember covering the song. Was it the week that I was sick the song came out? No, you talked about it. Oh, man, I just don't remember it. Uh, but you said a... that because it was tied to anime, you were like, yeah, it really sounds like it was part of anime. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I will agree with that. No, that. That is very much the song does sound like and it's that, tied to an anime. Uh, and, and, that's what never... you did, and, 
And that's why you didn't like it, because you were like, it felt like it was forced to be a part of whatever anime it was part of. Yeah. And and it was Demon Slayer. It was the ending. It was the ending. Uh, um, it's the new yeah. opening for Demon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, it, it's not. It's not terrible, but I'm, I'm, it's it's not. I'm not crazy about it either. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's used for what is the entertainment district arc or whatever yeah yeah the one that's, that's currently that airing yeah regardless this week it sold a lovely thirty-one thousand seven hundred and seven points yeah and going on up finally to number one here and this is the proper release of of this that we that we are being forced or the first time that we talked to and that is Ichizu and Sakayume and by King New. Now, I know we probably listened both of these separate, but how did you feel about this release as a whole? Uh, it's it's alright. Uh, like, I still have mixed feelings about uh, Ichizu, but yeah. uh, Sakayume is kind it is really interesting and i don't know it, it's an interesting release all in all I, I, king new is a hard they're a hard group to really wrap your head around uh, uh yeah because they they, exper- they they experiment all around i already yeah. knew about this group this group was going to be very difficult i mean they 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 only did hakujitsu and that was probably the most normal song that they've done every song after that they've just been experimenting and it's just fine like a group yeah like this it's con- it's like technically a super bad group so <laughs> yeah and and you know that you know that's it's how it's how like i said uh it's how the music industry grows and stuff i, I don't begrudge the experimental people even though usually i don't like them <laughs> but yeah, yeah King, and- it's, it's it's they're a mixed bag and it's is definitely interesting i will say this Regardless, this week it's all fairly strong and still over everything else. 81,655. So. But let's kind of uh, peek over the albums here before we kind of go over and end. So we have Ataka by 17, Placebo by ASP, which is really good. So Mania S1 by Snowman was taking a bump probably because of what became number one. Yeah, I could totally see that. Hurt Ever, um, Help Ever, Hurt Never by Fujikaze, taking at number six because the Kohaku bump there. Uh, you also be the book at number uh, the book two, at number four. You got First and Back by Kepler, and then Six Stones City, or Stone City, which is their second album after the first. Which I'm kind of sad because I, I really wish they continued the naming scheme of second for their second album but it is what it is stones already has a step up on the competition by selling over four hundred thousand already so <laughs> there's that man it's not even close like between one and two <laughs> like, not even yeah, remotely yeah. close sixteen thousand yep, yep. to four hundred and sixty nine thousand <laughs> yep jeez and with that I want to say thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku to You. You can follow us on all social media sites on Twitter and Instagram 
at Ongakadu. You can follow the website. We're talking about the Japanese music industry at Ongakadu.com. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a retro streamer and is probably vying for that Capcom streamer partnership. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our affiliate Timber Taff, who is going through a lovely thing called Hitmanuary, as he just finished the entirety of Hitman 1 and is probably going to start Hitman 2. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T I M B E R T A F T. You can also follow Luna Sister Rose, who is probably having a heaps of fun in Final Fantasy 14. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R A I N S T A R K I T T Y. You can also check out Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer in and of herself and is an inspiring author. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F A N G I R L H A S N O N A M E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl do called Podosaurus. This past week, we talked about a bunch of things, such as Star Trek, the Hitman, obviously, because of Hitmanuary, uh, the Capcom Community Streaming Partnership, and Life is Strange True Colors. You can check that out by looking up Koryu Hunter on all, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1. Where I talk about Bang Dream, I know about Roboco, Herobo, and all the giggles and gaggles like that. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at Ongaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And you can follow Luna at LunaMarie87 on all the lovely social media sites. But yeah, I want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode of Ungak to You. I'm your host Ken saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll be right back here next week. Bye bye.